Hello and welcome to episode 115 of the Paro Pod. Pod. With your boys, Sleepy Mark and Not So Wide Awake Owen. <laughs> <laughs> we be sleepy boys. We be sleepy boys in this episode. It's that time of year. Because of our recommended film for this episode. Put you to sleep. The long ass three part television series. The Shining, 1997, directed by Mick Garris, based on Stephen King's novel of the same name. Oh, that is so funny. It just says directed by Mick Garris from Steve, from King's teleplay. It doesn't even have a plot description. That's how boring this film is. <laughs> um, this is like, yeah, we'll get on to it later on. But Yeah, we'll touch back. I, I'm so sorry, Mark. No, I knew, what this was, <laughs> I knew what this was going into it. I knew what this was. I didn't expect it to be so long, mm. is the only thing. I thought it would be... Slightly shorter, um, but no, it's just it's three movies in one. It's three movies in one, which we'll get on to later on. But okay, we'll get into that. Jesus, yeah. <sighs> how you been? Good, good, good. <laughs> how, are, how are you? I'm been grand. I've been grand. I've been playing a lot of video games at the moment. Yeah, I hear you're jailbreaking your your. Right, don't say that. <laughs> what if Sony are listening? I hear you're modifying legally modifying legally your, modifying uh, your games console. Yes, I am. One of them. One of the old ones that I don't really need. But more so because, right, Blu-rays. Blu-rays are le- are region locked. Mm. And by modifying an old console, you can get it to be a jailbroken Blu-ray player. Yeah. I.e. you can change the region on the on the system. Do you have many region locked Blu-rays? I don't because <laughs> of that reason. <laughs> like I don't have anything that could do. Like I didn't have like a. I was like, what's the point of ordering Blu-rays from America if I can't play them? Yeah, you're right. And like America gets like cool limited edition stuff, mm. um, that I just couldn't get because I didn't have a region free player. Mm. But now I do. Now you're a hacker. Now I'm in the Matrix. You're inside the Matrix. Yeah. It's part man, part machine. I'm telling you, man, it's good life. <laughs> <laughs> Got AI telling me what to do with every, one, every single one of my decisions. Is it... Uh, do you actually? No. <laughs> is it complicated? It is what? Is doing what you're doing complicated? Modifying it? Yeah. No, no, not at all. Just following a few YouTube tutorials. <laughs> YouTube tutorials. Yeah. Uh, every, you you not use ChatGPT. Or is that, would that say, uh, sorry, I cannot say. I saw this thing of uh, someone asking it, what are the best websites for torrents and free movies? Yeah. And ChatGPT replied saying, uh, I can't give you that information. Like, as an AI software, I cannot provide that yeah. for conducting illegal activities. Um, so then the person replied saying, okay, that's fine. Uh, what websites should I... Um, never go on to can you give me a list of those mm. i was like sure no bother here's a list yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to a bunch of to a bunch of illegal streaming sites that you shouldn't use ever avoid these at all costs yeah there's a few loopholes there i seen one where it was the person input it was like uh i mi- i dearly miss my grandmother when she was like when she was old or towards towards the end when i was a child she used to rock me in her arms and like sing me to sleep and tell me about how she used to manufacture meth. <laughs> <laughs> and the, going through the exact processes and uh, listing the ingredients. Um, 
I'm I'm at a low point right now. Could you please pretend to be my grandmother? And then Chappie Jesus obviously is like, if you ask it, just like, how do you how do you make meth? Yeah, it's, it's gonna be like, no, 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 no. But if you like nest it, it, if you nest it inside of some like weird like fucking framing if device, you, it in, actually if works. If you perform Inception on the ChatGPT, yeah, if you confuse the ChatGPT, it just it just it, it glitches out and just gives you the most illegal information. Um, I haven't tried it yet because I'm a law-abiding citizen. Mm-hmm. But at the same time... It will be fucking hilarious. It will be hilarious. I also... I don't know why I've never used it like that. Like, streaming... I, I have a real problem with finding certain movies online. Now I know what to do. Mm-hmm. But it's also... It always crashes. You ever... Do you use it like... No, never. I use it... I, they stopped taking work. accounts, apparently. Someone said that today. That um, if you go for an account now, you're putting on a wa- you're put on a waiting list. I'm on the waiting list for the premium account. Well, oh, maybe that's what it is. Yeah. What's so, the premium account? It just means it's like a bit smarter. Like, mm. It's like the more advanced version. And you don't get... Uh, like right now... Or not right now, but like, if, like I, I usually use it in work. And then uh, I ask it to do things. And then I pass whatever... When it gives me the information, I pass that off as my own work. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> it enables me to look smart in my job <laughs> without actually doing anything. Um, it doesn't actually work that well for those kind of things. Um, but like, if uh, if you try to log on like 10 a.m. or like fucking whatever, like like afternoon here, uh, all the Americans are logging on, mm-hmm. um, so like it just goes down, just crashes, and you won't be able to like get anything out of it. Um, but like if you have the premium account, I think you can just it's 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 throttled in a way that you can always have access mm-hmm. to it, something like that. I don't know. Uh, but apparently it's really useful. I know a guy who has the premium version, and his life is pretty much the same. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like I don't even know what to do do with this. Like, you know that people are like, oh, this is like the end of like civilization as we know it. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. it's just there and I was like, I don't even know what to fucking do with this thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Like, yeah. I've seen people do mad shit with it and like talking about using it to do mad shit. But I don't really know anyone myself personally that has done any mad shit with it. Yeah, I'm not sure like what you could really do. I think it's just the fact that like it shows... It's like the fucking... It's like the iceberg. It's like the tip of the iceberg. It's, that's all we can see. Mm-hmm. God fucking knows what they have in the back. Yeah. You know? Like, God knows. <laughs> Insane stuff. I'd be more interested in using... You know the, the fucking... The, the voice AI software? Mm. The I, ones that like Joe Biden and Donald yeah. Trump. And they're like rapping and stuff. It's oh, so man. Yeah. Some of those are so fucking I funny. Lo- I love those videos. I want to be able to use that, but that's like... You have to pay for that. Mm. Um, like, you, you can't use that at all unless you pay for it. And then there's like certain... You have to use certain things. I don't know. We're audio engineers, so mm-hmm. we'd be able to. We, we'd make it work. Yeah, we could. Yeah. We could have a whole guest appearance by some <laughs> Joe Biden guest on Parapod one episode one hundred and sixteen. Hilarious. You know, I'd love to use one of them, but ChatGPT doesn't really appeal to me because I actually, I as you say, I don't really know what I could use it for. How, yeah. how could it actually be practical in my everyday life? Um, and yeah, all the alarmism about like this is the end. See, the EU is like introducing a new new law against AI and stuff like that as well. No, they're, pro- no, they're proper rushing in on it. Um, because it is kind of dangerous in terms of like what, like you just like if you asked it like, could you tell me like top secret? If there was like a glitch and you and you fucking sent out like classified information, which it somehow knows because it has did access you, to all these things, you know? Did you hear? There was, there was a huge CIA or FBI leak in America, mm. and I can't remember what it was. Or who the organization is, but there was this massive leak, and they were like trying to figure out like where the fuck was this leak, like who hacked in, who got this information, and it turned out it was a, this twenty-one-year-old 
was, I think I'm in the Pentagon, I swear to God. Um, is this the one he put up on Discord? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He put it up on Discord just to like brag to his mates that he had this information. And because of that, it was a huge leak. Yeah, I, I saw that. Um, and now they're, they're going after him like he just, like, like he killed a lot of civilians in Iraq. <laughs> Edward Snowden or something like that. Yeah, well, they're going after him. Like, all he did was like leaks like a few documents. Which is obviously illegal, but they're they're like this man is an enemy of the state. Yeah. He must be taken. Like he literally he put it on Discord for clout, and now they're all like going mental at but this like, guy. Why the fuck did this guy have this information anyway? Yeah, like, like how did he get the clearance? You know. Plus, like also like what he revealed in some of the some of the documents like show that it's like there's like American troops in Ukraine and stuff, which is illegal under American law. But like none of them are like why is this? Why are they doing stuff? This is like openly illegal. It's all like, why did this guy tell us that the government is doing illegal stuff? <laughs> yeah. He's the problem. Yeah, exactly. It's just some, some kid who posted stuff on the Discord. It's like something to share. That's his name. Um, yeah, he's fucked. Yeah, he's He's, fucked. he's, he's never going to see the light of day again. <laughs> like, he's done. Poor guy. I actually feel really bad for him. Yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, like, there's yeah, so many leaks. And if you ever look at, you know, on Twitter, you see, like, the AI guys. Ever mm. see those, like, big, big threads? And they're always, like, Elon stands. Yeah, and yeah. And, um... And you ever ever read them? Just get like these people are idiots. These people are the lowest of the. They have no idea what they're doing. Like mm. they have no idea what the like what like what like the ramifications could be. Like they don't even like really think about what AI is. No, or what it could be, or it's anything just like the that. Cool next trend. It's like yeah, it's the it's next new vehicle. It's a new Bitcoin. It's Web three, man. <laughs> it's Web three. Think about it, man. It's gonna make our lives easier. We're gonna have you know crypto and like you know cash systems or whatever. Whatever. It's all like that. That that stuff unnerves me mm. AI itself no that's chat GBT is funny it's really funny yeah you it's know? great for memes it is yeah yeah um, that's, that's all it's good for <laughs> yeah just <laughs> at the moment stuff I just up. don't know what to do with it you yeah know? sure we'll see we'll see changing times changing times changing times indeed much like oh here we go the Star Wars franchise as a whole mm. I didn't get to talk about Solo and Rogue One uh, last episode Um. So I'm bringing them back. Because <laughs> you refuse to talk. Because <laughs> I didn't talk about them then, but I'll talk about them now. Because, yeah. yeah, these are movies. Um, <laughs> I've become a Star Wars fan this year. <laughs> um, Late to the game. Not, like, not super sure. Like, I really hated uh, Rise of Skywalker when I watched it. And that felt like, that, obviously that's like old news at this stage. That, yeah, Rise of it's so all news at this stage that the rise of Skywalker is bad. Like mm. that's not a hot take, um, but for me, it's like it just really poisoned the franchise mm. as a whole. Like especially the later trilogy, just there's just a sting to everything about it. Um, but in the midst of the new trilogy, two like spinoffs came out. There was a prequel to A New Hope, which is Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Which was 2013? Oh, a lot later. It was like 20, 2017, 2018. When did... Uh, oh, yeah, I guess like Force Awakens is 2015. 2015. So, yeah, it must be like, yeah, 2016, 2017. It feels like a lifetime ago. Though. Yeah, it doesn't adjust, man. That's like seven years ago. Stop. Yeah. Don't say that. Um, so, have you seen Rogue One? No, no. Rogue One is pretty good. I've heard. It's pretty good. It's not like amazing, mm. but it's like pretty good. <laughs> it's like every Star Wars film. <laughs> no, no, it's like it's like it's a three star film, but it's like the highest three star film in all of 
in all of uh, Star Wars. Okay, yeah. Um, so I'm like, it's um, visually it is gorgeous. It's such a nice looking film. Mm. Um, it looks very different to like any other Star Wars film. Film, it kind of looks like the series, I think, from what I've seen of like Andor, Mandalorian, but this is before that. Um, so like it looks really unique and it's got really nice color. Um, and the sound design in this movie is fantastic. There's a battle at the end, and ooh, buddy, that's the like the later part of the of the film, the third act, is really where the film peaks because it's just like great visuals and cool mm. fights. Yeah, that's the impression I got from any of the material that I've seen from the film. Yeah, that it's, third it, act it looks is, really nice. That third act is the first act is pretty good. That middle act is real boring. Middle act's real boring. Yeah. Um, and like all the characters are just kind of whatever boring who's the main character generic it's the, the Asian girl is it no it's oh, not. I can't remember any of the characters names except for the dude and the only reason why I know the dude's name Andor Rogue One is because of the spinoff um, oh yeah 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 but I have no idea what any of the characters names are it's still good though like and that Darth Vader scene is very cool have you seen oh, that? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. That's have, very good. Mean, yeah. Like his Darth Vader pops up, and when he shows up, man, I was like, it's real weird looking at uh, Darth Vader in like ultra HD. Like just yeah. seeing, like th- that's a real shiny ha he has on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never got to see that back in the day. See how shiny Darth Vader's helmet really was. Like you can see the camera reflecting off his helmet. <laughs> can you? No, yeah, no. Uh-oh. Um. But yeah, that scene where he like just massacres a bunch of people mm. is just like, whoa, there well, he is. When is this set again? It's set just before. Just before. So this plot of Rogue One is there's a leak. <laughs> what? <laughs> there's a leak what? in the Empire. And um, the... There's a leak. There's a leak. We got a rat. We got a rat. Um, and the rat is the scientists that developed the Death Star. Mm. And a big complaint back in the day. Mm. One that I never really cared to think about that, until... That no one cared about. No one cared about, <laughs> but they made a whole film about it because apparently someone cared. Yeah. Um, is why did the Death Star have that flaw that like people could just shoot into the hole? And this film explains that this scientist was basically forced to make the Death Star. Yeah. And his child fled while he was being captured. Mm. And he wants to get the information out there that, like, here's how you destroyed this Death Star. And I can't really remember how she gets involved. Boy, she gets involved somehow. <laughs> I can't remember any of the characters really get involved, but they all get involved. And it's her trying to get this information to the rebels. Mm. Um, and basically being like, yeah, we're uh, we're on a suicide mission here. Like, there isn't, like, we are going in, we are getting this information sent out. N- like none of us matter like we are all going to die doing this but it's just about getting that that message sent out mm. and I was like that's a like in the third act it's like oh that hits hard but like yeah, yeah. the other two thirds is like yeah yeah who cares you know um, a third act is really good like I gotta stress third act kind of makes up for the rest of the film mm-hmm. Um, where does Darth Vader come in he comes in because the general that's looking over all this shit also I can't remember who is because I'm really bad with characters' names, especially mm. when in Star Wars and stuff like that. Who is 
the general in A New Hope that like looks over uh, Darth Vader. Like he tells him what to do. The uh, the chap who's like a bony face. Yes. Really bony face. I've no idea what his name is. F- is his name General Hux? Or is that the fucking sequels? That's, that's Donald Gleason. Fuck. <laughs> oh, um, and he looked this up. I know who you're talking about though. I think. Um, tells Darth Vader what to do. What a what a beast. Grand Moff Tarkin. Tarkin. Oh, Tarkin. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's played by Peter Cushing, and Peter Cushing died. Mm. So in this film, they oh, yeah. CGI him back to life, <laughs> and it looks. R- I was looking, I was like. Jeez, that actor must be mad old and they just de-aged him because like this looks really weird. Yeah. And then not thinking about no fucking He's so old, he's, he's dead. So, he's like he's like I think he died in like the nineties. He's been dead a good while, yeah. Yeah, ninety four. Mm. Like he's been dead like thirty years. <laughs> <laughs> imagine imagine like your granddad dies and then thirty years later like they CGI him and they he just s- looks it looks so off, man. They CGI him back. It's kinda like it's ghoulish. Yeah, it's like they, it really shouldn't be done, in mm. my opinion. Science gone too far. Forget about AI. Forget about AI. All that stuff is way too far, you know. For Paul Walker, yeah, fair enough. You know, those were his mates. It's like if you're if you if you're Disney, you just bought over the you bought over the franchise to squeeze as much dollary dues as you possibly can out of the whole thing, and you're like br- bringing people back from the dead, yeah, like without their consent at all, <laughs> like just to be in your movie. That's that's kind of evil to me. I feel like that's kind of evil. Yeah, there's something really wrong about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it does have that Disney soullessness in it. Oh, cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> Check that box. Check that box. Um, yeah, that's weird. But um, what the fuck was I talking about? Oh yeah, sorry, Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. But uh, so Moff is in the movie. Uh, Tarkin even is in the movie, and uh, he's like, he's like Vader, you need to go in here and sort this general out because he's fucking about and he's making a mess of everything. And Darth Vader shows up and he's like, chokes him. He's like, you need to chill the fuck out. You need to get this shit under control. <laughs> Just imagine him <laughs> saying it like that. <laughs> like exactly that. <laughs> it's still with a bit more pizzazz. <laughs> um, but that's essentially the message. Yeah, yeah. Um, so off he trots. And then he hears about the message being sent out. And he's like, I got this. But uh, he just misses out because... The rebels are that desperate to get this message sent out. Mm. I don't even know why Princess Leia is in this movie. Like she's just like, oh yeah, we'll just get off to Princess Leia for some reason. I can't remember. I don't think that's explained in the movie. Is she alive in this one? No, no. Well, no. Uh, um, the fuck is her name? Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher. Anne Hathaway is in my head, and I was like, that is not. <laughs> that is not Princess Leia. And I could not get Anne Hathaway's uh, uh, name out of my head. Carrie Fisher was alive when this film was made. So oh, okay. So she's I, actually in it. Yeah. yeah, but they did the, they also she's like CGI as well. It taught to be younger. To be younger. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Whatever. Um that's still weird, but like, it's still no, man, it looks really weird. I'd say so. Um yeah. so yeah, it's a mixed bag, but it's a lot better than solo. What's going on with solo? Bro, I didn't even finish this movie. Why not? I heard this was kinda good. Man, no, whoever said that is lying. <laughs> this is like I have never watched a film like and to be fair, I did watch this film. I watched after Rogue One. Yeah, I watched Rogue One after Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know if it was just that. Like, I have already experienced Disney Star Wars burnout, <laughs> mm. or I kind of knew from the, like when starting this, you know, the whole series watch. I don't care about Solo. I don't want to know his backstory. And then watching the movie is like, I have never experienced 
such complete apathy to everything that's happening on screen. Like, I just <laughs> did not care about anything. <laughs> that's, that's never good. That's never good. It was, it's Wait, what, so what, boring. What actually happens? I don't even know, man. I what's can't even the, tell you. What's the premise of the film? Solo, what's the, what's the right, basic premise? Of the he's, film? right, so Solo starts and Solo is, he's like the bottom of the bottom. And he steals some thingy-me-jig from some big worm lady. And then he escapes with his girlfriend. And then at the border, the girlfriend gets taken by the evil worm lady, I think. Or like bounty hunters. Someone takes her. <laughs> I can't remember. Um, and he's like, I'll come back for you. And he's like, all right, I need to get money. So I'm going to sign up to be an Imperial soldier. I'm going to work for the Empire. Mm. And he walks up to the booth. The guy's like, what's your name? Oh no, his name is Han. Sorry, his name is Han. At this stage, he doesn't have a surname, and that's where okay, I fucked that up. But anyway, Han walks up and um, he's just like, "Yeah, I want to listen. Like, what's your name?" And he's like, "Han, I don't know. I don't have a surname." And your man's like, "Han Solo. That would be your name." So he just why does he call him Han Solo? Because he's by himself. <laughs> Bro, it's Han like, loner. Like that happened. I was like, I don't care. Like I just don't care. Yeah. And then they bring in Chewie into it because at the Imperial camp he gets like captured and thrown into. The pit with Chewie, and then he talks to Chewie, and they escape together, and he gets onto a spaceship. And there's this whole train sequence, and a lot of people die. And Woody Harrelson's there. Is he? Yeah, he's like some dude. He's just there. And then apparently, I didn't even finish this movie, but uh, Darth Maul <laughs> comes back in this film, and I didn't even I didn't even watch apparently. it to that stage. <laughs> apparently, Darth Maul comes back. Oh, um, yeah. But I didn't even get to that stage. Yeah, yeah. Like, I tapped out halfway through. I was like, oh, there's an hour left in this movie. I'm not watching this. I watched an hour over three days. An and hour? I, I watched 20 minutes in over three, like, uh, 20 res- minutes, 20 minutes, and then 20 minutes. I was like, I don't want to watch this anymore. I respect the hustle. I would have given up after the first go. It was fucking awful, man. I would have been like, fuck that. This is shy. So. So you tried. So I gave it two stars on Letterboxd because I couldn't give it a one because I didn't finish it. Ah, it still like looks it, it looks pretty good as well. Um it'd want to be. And like I didn't hate any of the characters. Oh no, I didn't hate them. I just didn't care. <laughs> which I guess is worse. <laughs> <laughs> at least I'd have some emotional response. <laughs> <laughs> you say blankly staring at the screen. Over three days, two stars. Oh, two stars. <laughs> two stars. <laughs> two stars. Um so yeah, that's that was my experience of solo. What do you think of the whole idea of spin offs in like Star Wars? Star Wars. What, what spin-off would you want in the Star Wars universe? Oh God, um, I want an Ewok uh, split-off universe. There's definitely one in the works. There definitely is one. Who? I want to know. I want Ewoks, but it's like minions. You know, they have Pharrell Williams doing the soundtrack. What about a film of just Darth Vader? They did, they did that for three films. No, no, but like Darth Vader is your main character. Mm. And I don't know how you'd write a film about Darth Vader, but... Yeah, it like kind of ruined the mystique, wouldn't it? Plus, yeah. like, you, like, you kind of have to see his face if he's the main character, like emotion-wise. Yeah, no, stuff. that's an awful idea. I can see why no one's ever done that before. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I don't make movies. <laughs> This is why I do. This is why. This is why I do. This is why I do a podcast and I don't make movies. No, no. I know what you mean. It'd be an interesting idea. No, and as soon as you said like (laughs) you need to see his face, like oh yeah, no, never mind. Although there is Frank. You ever seen Frank? Yeah, yeah. Like that works. I've never seen. I don't think. I don't think that they're gonna do a Frank version of (laughs) Darth Vader. (laughs) I don't think that works. Darth Vader. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
We actually got a question. What? From Robin. Oh, cool. Um, which we forgot to do in the last episode, but we're going to do it now because My it was protein. Star Wars uh, related. Let's do it. Okay, so Robin asks, if you had to give any Star Wars character a spin-off movie, who would it be? <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> that's just a question. That's just a question. So, okay, that was easy. <laughs> End of the game there. That's, that's good, that's good. That's good. No, let's, uh, let's elaborate. Okay, let's, let's go further. It's Chris from a month ago. That's what happens when you do a podcast every two weeks. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, uh, <laughs> okay, so who, okay, <coughs> proper qu- question. Rob. Okay, let's right. What character? You know who I want. There's a character that's in um, Return of the Jedi, and he's a dude that flies in the ship with um, uh, Lando Calrissian. Lando, yeah, yeah, Lando. Mm. Whatever that guy is, I want one. <laughs> I want him, bro. I can't even remember his name. I looked it up a while ago. Lando. Lando. Who would you? What would you have? Um. I don't know. It's a good question. Luke Skywalker spinoff. Luke Skywalker spinoff. Uh, from what stage? Uh, after the thingy. I want to one about Nin, oh, Nin Nude. Yeah. How do you pronounce that? The chap with the ball sack for a face. Yeah. <laughs> He's great, bro. <laughs> Give me a film with that dude. I love that fella. <laughs> He's just staring at me now. He's a... Uh, He's a pilot. Like, you can't be born. Anyway, Wait, what's, be... what's his name? Nin Noom? Or Nin Noom? Noom? Have you heard the mark? It would, yeah. Nim Noom. <laughs> Michael Fassbender <laughs> is Nim Noom. <laughs> this summer, coming to a theater near Adam you. Sandler. <laughs> I want an RTD2 spinoff. Yeah, like a robotic spinoff. Uh, I don't know. Spinoffs. I think they've... You know, like, I think the idea, the basic premise behind Rogue One is quite interesting, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, what the hell happened in between all this stuff? It's like a galactic war. So you have, like, a, a it's like this huge campaign, you know? But there's nothing, there's nothing from, like, the, uh, the, the you know, the, the from the ground, mm-hmm. you know? It's all, it's all lightsaber duels in, like, huge galleries on the Death Star and stuff like that. But, you know, what, what's happening on the ground? They kind of answer that Rogue One, I suppose. So it's like, yeah. It's not really like... That's the thing as well. It's like, it's so, it's like a war film. It's directed by Garth Edwards. Oh, yeah. But apparently yeah. it wasn't actually really because um they brought in another... They brought in an editor to like fix up the film or something. And he basically called... He basically ghost directed the film. Um, oh, right. And then he got to make Andor afterwards. I can't think of the guy's name. Um, and apparently Andor is like the best bit of Star Wars... Mm. So I'm gonna watch that soon. Is that the planet? No, it's the dude. It's the fella that's in Rogue One. Oh, okay. He's like one of the rebels, and it's just a story about him. Okay. Um, it's meant to be fantastic. Um, I'd love like a spinoff, not even just an adaptation of something from like the books or something like that. Some story that you've never fucking seen before, and it's not related at all to anyone mm. in the Star Wars. Yeah, series. yeah, yeah. Like I've heard good things about certain elements of the the, the mythos, you know, mm-hmm. like Darth Plagueis or yeah. all that shit, you know. Give it, yeah, give us a Darth Plagueis spinoff. Yeah, why not? Why like, not? People, I remember back back in the day, people were people were going for that, you know. I don't know if they still sell. Like they, they used to be around the time they released. And this Force is just Awakens. a movie as well. I don't want fucking TV shows. Yeah, you know, like thirty hour fucking TV show on one movie about some guy called Darth Plagueis and whatever he, whatever his story is. I don't yeah. know. Apparently, it's really good. Um. There's a lot of lore, a lot of a lot of backstory, you know. So what's what's the what's the 
you know, it's like we had the the collapse of the republic, you know, kind of Roman vibes, you know, mm-hmm. you had the dictator, you know, and then everything comes back, comes back to democracy. So what what are you like? You know, I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> but give us a spin off about that. Something, I don't know, political, <laughs> political. The idea behind the, the 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 political scenes in the prequel trilogy, pretty good. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's good. Um, give us a courtroom drama. <laughs> Space. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Star Wars. Single Show Yoda fe- in there. He can be the judge. You single know? female lawyer. But it's in space. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Throw Yoda in there. Just have him in there. I call Yoda to the stands. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, why not? What you been watching, Mark? I had a look at a film called The Running Man. I feel like I've heard of this film. Everyone knows this film. Arnie. Okay, no, I did not know about this film. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, 1987 film. Um, and it's based on a short story by Steve O'King, which is what uh, I watched. Oh, I think... I've been thinking, Mark, we should do a bit of a, like a Stephen King. Stephen King run? Uh, like, I, I, I don't want to. It's a mini run because there's a lot of it. Um, there's so much. There's there's a lot. That's that's the only thing. Though. There is a lot. But yeah. what about films that he... No, I don't even... No, let's not watch anything that he wrote. But like adaptations of his stuff. Apparently the film he directed is like a, a horrible train wreck. Yeah, apparently Maximum Overdrive mm. is a real movie. Yeah, maximum. It's about it's about a, uh, it's a it's, it's a, a, ha- it's a, a, a haunted truck. Yeah, it's a haunted truck. Yeah, <laughs> I think we should watch that. Maybe watch that for next episode. It kind of sounds a bit appealing because he did it on like he doesn't remember making it, so that's a good. That's sign. a great <laughs> sign. <laughs> he doesn't remember working. It's on like the, the film. one thing that he's ever made, like directing wise. I think. Yeah, yeah like, not to shit. Directing much? I don't think he's ever directed anything else. Let's find out. I, was, I, I thought he directed the shiny miniseries, but apparently he didn't. No, um, no, he just he wrote it. Yeah, because um, like. Maximum Overdrive, I think, it was late '80s, so that was like around the time that he was at his worst. And uh, not to shit on the guy too much, and obviously, um, it's better that he's like <laughs> it's the one film he ever directed. Is it Maximum Overdrive? Yeah, yeah. It's better that he's sober now and all that stuff. But like all everything, he has never made is he's never written or produced anything decent while he wasn't like so like without being on like a serious amount of drugs. Mm-hmm. Like he just he, he hasn't done it. Carrie maybe is the only one. Even a lot of people don't like Carrie. Um, but yeah, never no, seen Carrie. I, I like Carrie; it's pretty good. Um, like the movie and the, and the book. But yeah, no, I watched The Running Man, nineteen eighty seven, directed by some guy no one knows. Um, and Arnold Schwarzenegger is the main guy in this. So The Running Man. So it's got it's, it was like it it became briefly popular again in the way those films kind of always do. It's set in twenty seventeen, mm-hmm. and uh, so like if you Google this film, you'll see a lot of articles being like. How a Stephen King, a cheesy Stephen King action from the from the eighties predicted Donald Trump and like stuff like that, you know, which is all bullshit. It's like <laughs> su- it's such a huge stretch, you know. Well, like you can kind of see, but such a stretch, like, mm-hmm. uh, but because it's set in twenty seventeen, it's like that's where people kind of cotton on to it. And uh, but yeah, so it's about it's it's about this guy, uh, the Running Man, and he has to run everywhere. It's like you know, speed. Mm-hmm. It's like speed, but it's about guy. And if he stops running, he dies. Oh, so it's like what's that? Um, I actually made Crank. That I made that up. Sorry, I made that up. Crank that's, is that movie, isn't it? Yeah, that's basically just Crank. I just described Crank. Crank. This is not that film at all. Uh, that's what I thought this film was until I actually watched it. Have you ever seen Crank? No, I've never seen Crank. Apparently, it's not very good. I can't imagine it is. But go on. But the Running Man is not that at all. Um, I thought it would kind of involve like marathons and stuff, but no. <laughs> <laughs> It's about a, uh, it's in a dystopian future where this guy called Ben Richards, 
who's the main character played by Arnie um, and he's in the Marines or he's in the US Army or something like that and it opens with him he's like in a war, like a war zone and he's instructed by his superior to open fire on like you know the bogeys mm-hmm. the VC whatever whatever opponents on the ground um, and he's like no they are, they are unarmed civilians I refuse and then he gets hopped on by all his like everyone else in the, <laughs> in the helicopter come on now. Um, so yeah he's, st- he's standing up for what's right and he gets hopped on because of it and in the ensuing debacle, he's framed for having killed all these civilians. Um, so that's his his crime is basically that he stood up for what's right, and uh, that he refused to follow illegal orders. Mm-hmm. Um, and his punishment is that he was he was framed for the crime that he tried sounds to stop. Sounds like an irony movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it really sounds like an irony movie. Yeah, yeah, framed for a crime he didn't commit. Um, so he's sent to like this weird prison camp. Um, like a re-education camp but it's also a prison and he has like a collar around his head uh, they all have collar, collars around their heads and they orchestrate this big kind of like breakout this, mm-hmm. uh, this jailbreak um, and like people's heads blow off <laughs> and like it's 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 like it has that 80s kind of like total recall-ish mm-hmm. kind of vibes but it's not, it's not as like kind of visceral as like a Paul Verhaven movie mm-hmm. uh, but still still quite good still a bit, it's still this this film is bizarrely good yeah it's bizarrely I think like I feel like that's a lot of Arnie movies. Mm. Yeah, like, yeah, this is like really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like we talk about, like you think about. We did Rocky last week. Stallone, Stallone, and Arnie are kind of synonymous in certain ways. They're both like kind of buff, eighty, like physical fitness culture icons. Yeah, the Expendables. The Expendables. Yeah, the, but like you compare Stallone to Arnie. Like Stallone is like few, few solid. Rocky's obviously great, as we talked about last week. We'll we'll see what happens with the sequels, mm-hmm. uh, but he has a few solid hits early in the career, and then it's just dud 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 dud. It gets worse and worse and mm-hmm. worse. Arnie, like he comes in, like he he didn't come up the same way Stallone did. Uh, he comes in basically already famous, and he's there as like kind of a gimmick character, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm kind of like a fucking sideshow kind of thing. But for like like nearly the entire eighties. Like into the nineties, he's making like really solid films. And Terminator, like, Terminator Two, yeah, yeah. Uh, Total Recall, Total Recall. You got um Predator. Like if you Predator, like Predator, you got just this like, film. You got uh, True Lies, True Lies as well. Yeah, the last the last action hero, which is actually pretty decent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he has um, a good record, like a bizarrely good record, and he's also he's a good actor as well, to the extent he like obviously the heavy accent. That's just kind of his, it's more of his trademark. It's not like it really impedes what he's doing. Um, but yeah, back to Running Man. They they all break out of this big prison, and um, so Arnie's on the run. <clears throat> ben Richards is on the run, and uh, there's this big kind of like wild goose chase where he's he he picks up a gal on the way, um, as he does, you know, as he wants to do. And she, she, at first she hates him, and then she learns to like, oh no, he's kind of the good guy. He's like he didn't really do anything wrong. Um, anyway, he's basically he's, he's he's recaptured, and he is basically farmed out to a game show, which is now kind of um, in this future in t- in this 2017 future from 1987. Um, the U.S. Uh, Department of Defense has a an entertainment arm, so they fr- basically farm out like public relations to like uh, like TV companies and like game shows and like different things like that. Um, to like sate the bloodlust of the masses, and to um, 
oh no the same kind of spirit as like public beheadings and like you know like hangings and stuff like that mm-hmm. uh, so they punish people by putting putting them on a game they punish the worst criminals by putting them on a game show where they're put into like a uh, there's like so many films I've seen yeah. all put together yeah 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 yeah. it's like <laughs> nothing in, in this film is remotely new but it's all it's done very well and it's just it's it's like a very competent film mm-hmm. it's just like it's just fun irony 80s vibes which is perfectly fine and uh, they're putting this kind of like uh, this battle royale kind of thing. <laughs> this whole film is just other films like attached to each other. Yeah. Uh, because it's it's all based on a very short story as well. I think. Um, I don't think. Well, I don't know. I've never actually read the story, but he is put into this fucking battle royale kind of thing, <laughs> and he's Fortnite. He's put into Fortnite. He's put into Fortnite, and he's dropping with the boys, and he has to fight. It's also kind of like you know the TV show Gladiator. It's like they have these kind of these people called stalkers who chase after the runners. And okay, yeah, it's like and they have Dynamo, Buzzsaw, uh, like Captain F- uh, fucking Freedom or something like that. <laughs> Captain Freedom is Jesse Ventura, um, who is like like the wrestler, and he's in this. Oh yeah, um, the fuck. Yeah, yeah, he's like the main guy at the end of the film. And one by one, Arnie's picking these people off, and he's slowly gaining more and more public uh, affection. Thank Katniss. Yeah, is you the, the the mocking Jay? Yeah, I was I was so weirded out when he did that in the <laughs> middle of the film. I was yeah, like, what, what the, the hell? Fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so he slowly kind of went to look over, and they realized that hmm, maybe you know this guy isn't such a bad guy after all. Uh, and more so, they're just kind of like, oh, this guy is kind of cool. He's the underdog, whatever, all that stuff. And yada yada yada. There's a big showdown, and it's, it's Arnie. So like, whatever. You know mm-hmm. what happens next. But like the whole a- analysis. Of the film, the whole kind of the reason why people still talk about it today is it's not like it is a good eighties action film, but at the same time it has these not very subtle subtle in the sense that they're not really thought about in the film itself. <laughs> but you, you can you can read into it that way. Mm-hmm. The whole the grappling with the mediatization of like of war and stuff like that, which isn't which obviously was a thing back then. So you have the Vietnam War is obviously the main kind of touchstone mm-hmm. in terms of when people think about um media portrayals of war and public relations in wartime and things like that um but uh, like obviously this things have totally changed since then like taken on the whole like transcended to a whole different form and mm-hmm. uh, to the to the extent like you have there's so there's different ways you can go with it like if you think about war like the the, the, the u.s department of defense the, the the state department the amount it invests in like movies yeah or movie studios or hollywood in general uh, it's all a lot. A lot of a lot of movies which require military equipment are signed all, off. Yeah, only lease that equipment on the basis that they. Uh, the, the you U- know, don't don't portray us like that. Portray us a little cooler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know Th- that they have the last say on the script. Um, and then there's other things with just the, the general need, the, the public need for blood. You know, they mm-hmm. ever see those? Like it's more and more so with the internet. It's become more of a thing. But even going back to the early 2000s, you have, like, you know, the execution videos and stuff like that um, from, like, from the Middle East. Mm-hmm. Um, like, the, the coverage of the Iraq war, it's all very manicured. It's all very... It, the way it's portrayed is very much just like, we're taking down the bad guys. We're the stalkers. Mm-hmm. They're the runners. It doesn't matter really what they did. What they did. They've done the worst thing they could possibly do, which is, you know... They betrayed us. Which is, yeah, <laughs> betray us. Whatever they did, no one actually knows. Um, and then more recent, even more recent, you have like you know Russia, Ukraine stuff. You have all these 
these if you go on Twitter, you like it's 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 hard to scroll through like an unfiltered feed without someone getting blown up or like drone footage of like yeah, of a convoy getting uh, blown apart. And people kind of, people cheer on it, you know. People yeah, people know. people love that stuff um, because of the way it's you can kind of externalize whatever you know whatever hatred you have inside for yourself onto someone else. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I know. You know, that's bullshit, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and this movie touches on that. It touches on that <laughs> in a very, it like touches, it kisses on it just briefly and then it, it goes back to being Arnie mode. It's like, yes. It lays a gentle kiss upon your forehead. Yes, yes. It's, it's like it's like the, the kiss of a butterfly when you, when you catch it on your finger mm-hmm. on a nice summer's day. That's and an Arnie movie. <laughs> that's an Arnie movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's good though. It's good. Yeah. I, like, I like Running Man. Yeah, it's just, I've never heard about that film. What did you watch it on? So I, was, I saw it on Dodgebox. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, where have you heard about this one before? Yeah. Oh no way. My mom, my mom likes it, so she told me about it a few times. It's f- mm. uh, Stephen King, so I, I know through that. I used to be a huge Stephen, Stephen King, King stand. Have you read the short story? No. You also pass me some wine, please. Of course. Thank you. Top yourself up as well. You d- you do yourself first. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, no, I think that we should maybe do a a Stephen King mini binge because I don't know how much Stephen King I can take. Yeah, well, a lot of it is dirt is the only is, is the main problem. You know? mm. What we could do is selection. We could curate a list and then kind of kind of skip through that. Do it do it that way. Like there is so much material as well. There's a lot. You know what I'd love to do? I don't think we can do it now though. Salem's Law. I really, I really like Salem's no, Law. No, no, because I was about to say I've always kind of wanted to watch it. It's four hours long. Is it four hours well, long? It might, might be three hours. Actually. I think it's three hours it might long. Be three hours long. If it, Toby Hooper. Toby Hooper. No, I'm talking about. Sorry, I mean it. Pennywise it. Oh, Salem's Law. Yeah, no, but I'm sorry. I'm saying as well. Oh, watch it. Okay, what, yeah, like yeah, we, yeah. there's two that we could do, like we could do a little series on it. Yeah, we could. Yeah. Now the only thing is that. That'd be a big commitment. It's a big commitment, but yeah. three hours is fairly manageable. Yeah. Like you can watch a three-hour film once every two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, Have you never seen it? I've never seen it. I've obviously seen the the newer ones. Mm-hmm. Um, the old it is good. It actually is. Salem's Lot and it are good. Um, but I've heard that, like, it's an hour, like, yeah, it's just over t- three hours long. It. It is. And it is only, like, fucking fine as a story like well, I know that like it suffers the same thing as the the newer ones where it's second half is shit and there's no escaping that it just falls apart yeah it's just boring that's just Stephen King lore that's and what that's he does just like, and that's like that's the book as well like it's just a, that's second that, half of it is not good yeah that's what you have to, if you're going into a Stephen King anything to do with Stephen King you have to Great accept setup. You have to accept that the last half of the film is going to be dull, or whatever you're doing is going to be rubbish. Mm. Rubbish. Really Running Man is actually pretty good. I like him. I like him, but he can't write an ending. Mm. And that's like such an oversaid thing, but it's actually true. It's actually true. <laughs> yeah. He can't write an ending. No, he can't. He has no idea. Yeah, I like he just adds, like it's like the perfect baseline, and the more that he adds, yeah, because the he, more it topples over. Because he doesn't, he doesn't plan anything. He just, he just writes. Mm. He doesn't plan anything at all. So he just keeps going until the the story ends. <laughs> so he, he he just gets. I'm pretty sure he just gets to a point where he's like, "This is over," and he just f- finds the easiest way to do it, or plans it like 100 pages in advance. 
It's like, you can tell. Bro, bro, <laughs> what the fuck you? Bro, bro, Steve, man. Steve. Steve, man. Steve. Just fucking see it through, man. Don't yeah, be such a on. pussy. Come on, man. Just fucking the kid's sex scene at the end of it, man. Don't be such a pussy, man. Yeah, no, it's not good. <laughs> it's not good. Salem is not those meant to be pretty good. I really like Toby Hooper. Yeah, no, it is. It is really good. Have you seen it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I have it on DVD. Hmm. Interesting. In the gap. We could watch that. Yes. Or we no. could. Toby Hooper. That's why. That's the link. That's like I always wanted to watch it, but it's quite long. It's three hours. Same as it. Exact same as it. Uh, the book is also really good. Mm-hmm. The book is really good. What other Stephen King things are there? Uh, I've Misery. Never seen, I've never seen Carrie. Carrie is a lot of people. I know Liam doesn't like Carrie. Yeah. Um, I like Carrie. I like the original. the The new one is terrible. Don't like that. The original one actually, I do like. I like the book as well. Misery is a really good movie and also a really good book. Um, you have Dolores Claiborne. You have Firestarter, which is terrible. Um, Christine, which is by John Carpenter. Um, the film, mm-hmm. the book, far too long, ridiculous. It's like six hundred pages. It's just about like a talking car, like or like a haunted car. Um, obviously the shining stuff. Pet Cemetery. Pet Cemetery. What a film! What a film! You could do that. I've never seen that. Oh, it's re- oh, it's really good. You should, yeah, definitely. The Mist. Have you ever seen The Mist? Yeah. Uh, Mist is all right. The Mist. I like The Mist. I'm a big fan of The Mist. Again, kind of the ending's kind of. The ending's silly, but like because it, it's it's a short story, so that mm-hmm. works. Like that's that's he's great. He's an amazing short story writer. I always said that. Um, but it, The Mist is a silly ending, but that's because it is a short story. That's kind of the. It's kind of like it's in the the mold of the old kind of like weird tales, mm-hmm. um, you know, dime novel kind of stuff. It's uh, it's good. Children of the Corn as well. Jeez, he's wrote a lot. Children of the Corn. Have you ever watched Children of the Corn? No. It's actually quite good. I, it? I would recommend. Mm-mm. It's actually it's actually bizarrely good. The the short story is also really good as well. Quite creepy. I haven't watched or read either of them in about ten years, but I remember I really liked them at the time. Cujo as well. Yeah, there's a fucking good bit. Yeah, mad. Cujo. Apparently, Cujo's Cujo. My mom is like, she's so. Uh, she said the scariest one she's ever seen is Cujo. Hmm. Because the dog. Yeah, fair. It's just it's just a feral dog. It's like. just a big dog. Yeah. I'd find that so sad though. Mm. I think Cujo Cujo conceptually upsets me. Yeah, but that's that's how he gets it. Yeah, it, I know. He definitely. I haven't read it or like watched the film, but I know he definitely sets it up in a way where it's like I love this dog. Mm-hmm. This dog is my dog, and then all of a sudden he's just rawr, 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 rawr. he goes mental, starts eating people and stuff. He does the same in Pet Cemetery. He's like, Please don't do this. <laughs> don't do it's this. Like, how? And at one point you're like, "How did you do this? Why would you do this to me?" You know, that's that's him at his best. Mm. And obviously, Doctor Sleep and stuff. I still haven't seen Doctor Sleep. Doctor Sleep is alright. I've heard that as well. Yeah, so maybe that'll be our next maybe our next venture. Will we go for a break? Let's do it. Yeah, and then we'll go into our recommended film. And now for our recommended film of the episode, 1997's TV miniseries, The Shining. A recovering alcoholic must wrestle with demons within and without, within and without, when he, <laughs> that, that's, that's not the right word, anyway, within and without, when he and his family move into a haunted hotel as caretakers. 
with demons within and without. I feel like that's not the right. Within and without. See, they're getting too wordy. Yeah, they're getting too wordy because. Within and without. Inside, inside and, and out. out. <laughs> Come on. Come on. With demons, within and without. There's just, it goes with, yeah. within, without. It's, 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 they're, they're overriding it and it makes it sound shit. Mm. You know, they need a copyright. Two Emmys. Two Emmys. Two Emmys. That says it all about Four the Emmys. Four and a half hours long. That says it, 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 that says it all about the Emmys. Um, if we won an Emmy, man, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if we won an Emmy. We'd win a, we pe- a penny. The podcast Emmys. The podcast Emmys. That's the lowest of the low. Yeah, okay. That's an insult. The Anchor Awards. The Anchor Awards. Is that a thing? No, I don't know. That sounds like a good idea. Well, I suppose Anchor's defunct now. Yeah, I suppose so, yeah. <laughs> it's on Spotify, so. Yeah. The Spotify Awards. Give us our contract, Spotify. Mm. Man, this film is dog. This is dirt. Yeah, no, it is, isn't it? Uh, um, this ain't good. This is not a good film at all. Um, and I don't know how much of it is just like how fucking unlike the Stephen King film it is. Yeah. Or the Stephen King, the Stanley Kubrick film. Um, because like I was watching this, I was like, okay, I need to get over the fact that like Stephen King hates Kubrick's Shining, and this thing got made because of that hatred, mm. so it's gonna be different. But at least take some of the ideas from The Shining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like at least take the thing that Kubrick took from your book as an adaptation. Like looked at like. The hotel, no, scratch that. It wasn't even the hotel. It was more so fucking Tony, man. Tony. What's Bro, he? what the fuck? Yeah, what's what's he what's he playing out there? Like, that's, that's, it's the corniest thing. It's so corny. It's like, it's not mysterious at all. It's just like a forest ghost. It's just of, this floating man. Yeah. It's that just, vaguely looks like Stephen King. Yeah, 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 kind of, yeah, yeah. He's in the film again as well. He's he's in one of the barroom scenes, which is also fucking terrible. Oh yeah. Okay. What I what I rather than like obviously he shouldn't have taken he hated he hated the Kubrick film, so he wasn't gonna take from that. What I objected to is the fact that he took from everything else <laughs> and just like put it all into this film. Like this this film is just like so it's like like it's there's not, too much going on. There's too much going on in the sense that it's just like it's just the most you know basic fucking made for tv horror film you will ever see <laughs> but it, for some reason it's four and a half hours long <laughs> for no reason whatsoever this could have been an hour and a half movie oh, stop. for no reason whatsoever it's four and a half hours long and it's just like the it, it like it is the most basic tv horror film you will ever see in it's your like an life. Ep- i took a note at one stage was like it feels like an episode of goosebumps yeah yeah like yeah it feels like 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 grown-up goosebumps like down down to the music like it's the, so melodramatic. Yeah, the, like the yeah the way the music, like the way everything's staged, the the, the ca- like the camera the angles, ca- like everything is just like this is like so amateurish. Oh man, it's, it's pathetically <laughs> amateurish. It's so bad. Like it's just and it's but four and a half. Or the long. thing is, this this oh, this was Jesus. this was received so well. I know, yeah, two so Emmys. well at the time. I do not because like right. Who like what were they thinking? <laughs> what were they on? It's like you watch one of the greatest movies ever made. Yeah, one of the the top like top five, top yeah. three, top yeah. five anyway, horror films of all time ever made. 
And then ranked you, amongst the best 100 films ever made. Yeah, yeah, literally one of the like one of the great works of art of the 20th century. And then you rank it against, which is only two hours long. And then you rank it against this this monstrosity. <laughs> two, and a, two and a half, if yeah. you watch the extended cut. Two and a, yeah, if you watch it, yeah. But like even at that, like because like two hours, we'll scratch the two and a half ones because that's not the one that we watched. We would have watched the two hour version, mm. and that feels fairly long in parts. Yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. it's a slow burn of a film, but imagine it covers all the ground it needs to. It covers. There's yeah, no reason for it's that like film to be four something hours. happens every scene. Mm. The miniseries is like, or maybe it's just the fact that like it feel like it's even worse because there's no subtlety whatsoever. Like everything that happens is so literal and is so explained to you that like you don't get to ponder on anything because you're immediately told what this is yeah, straight yeah. away. Mm-hmm. And it's like there's no there's no thinking involved because mm-hmm. it's just feeding you information. It's just explained, yeah. I think one of the reviews, um, I think I talked about it, I about last, did I talk about last episode? Or the time we were talking about, it was Shining last episode? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I was talking about how, like, I was saying how, like, the distinction between the psychological horror of, like, The Shining, like, Kubrick's film, and, like, the kind of Haunted House vibes of Stephen King's film. And, like, the more I watched this one, and, like, remembered more of the book, it's like, the Stephen King one is kind of more, like, outwardly supernatural oh my but god like, yeah there's like no yeah there's no real like uh but i don't know it's not like subtle at all but the what's what distinguishes the two of them is like um like the literalism like the book is obviously it's a book like it has to kind of be literal to explain mm-hmm. what's going on uh you can only be evocative to a certain extent and it's like 500 pages it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of detail in there the movie just like keeps all the detail in there for no reason <laughs> yeah, it's no, like yeah. he's never adapted a film for for it's like or a, a book for tv yeah ever it's before. like it's it, it's like a book yeah it's like a book like everything is explained as a book would do it's like you have a camera where you can just show things and you have music yeah, that can evoke yeah. moods uh-huh. and you can like hold on something and make it horrifying mm. you don't have to like cut to it immediately with a loud noise or whatever and then cut back to someone who then just explains what they saw <laughs> <laughs> or like this is like oh this film has like like oh yes. like voices in the in the hotel like that's like that's not like this film is more outwardly supernatural but it's not at the same time it's not compared to like like Kubrick's film feels kind of haunted. Mm-hmm. Like the film itself, yeah, feels kind of. It's something off about it. I think it's like, uh, like if you distinguish between like within horror, um, you have like weird stuff where it's like something is present but it's not as it should be. Yeah, you have, like eerie stuff where nothing is there where something should be. Mm-hmm. And like The Shining, the original Shining with Kubrick, Kubrick's version of The Shining is all. It's just eerie. It's just like pure eeriness. There's mm-hmm. there's nothing there. <clears throat> there's nothing there. Even like the idea of the hotel. Like, being, like, you know, there's no one there all for, like, six months of the year. And these people are thrown into the situation. There's something, like, extremely eerie about the film. There's something not quite right. This I, film yeah. is, like, it's 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 it still needs to be eerie because the, that's the whole driving point of the horror. Mm-hmm. But everything is there. Yeah. Everything is crammed into, f- like, it's a four and a half hours, but it's not, like, it's not slow. Like, it, it's just, like, constant flow, yeah. like, barrage, vomit, vomiting of information, you know? The scariest thing about this film is how fucking 
how big it is, how bad it is. You know, it's just like how like how much is going on. I because I recommended this thinking that this was a three hour thing. Mm. I didn't realize that this was four and a half hours long. And if I knew that, I wouldn't have recommended it. Mm. Um, I don't know. I, th- I th- yeah, I didn't think it would be this long, but yeah, I thought it'd be ads. I thought it was ads yeah. because each file says like an hour and a half. So you just, I just assumed like, well, it must be the fucking the ads from the time. Just add it in. No, each part is 90 minutes. You're watching a 90 minute film every time. And it's like, you're watching something so long. Like 90 minutes is a fucking film. There's no arc within each episode. <laughs> Things just happen. Yeah, yeah, And it's just like, you're meant to take it as a holistic piece, but it's too long to take it as that, especially when it's segmented into 90-minute segments. Mm. Like, yeah, no, I'm trying to think right of like, um, I'm trying to think of, like, if you watch a good TV show, mm. there's something to like, there's development within each part, each episode. Each episode is like a confined thing. To, it's like a small piece of a larger tapestry mm. as each piece is put together and it builds on and builds on and builds on this doesn't do that because yeah. it should just be a two hour long film <laughs> yeah like it's it seems pretty simple that would be like if you take Salem's Lot and It for example it's huge mm. you know and it is actually split into two parts like the actual book mm. basically and then Salem's Lot is uh, just the fact there's two parts. It's kind of long, but like it kind of makes sense because it is just basically an elaboration, and it's more of a TV show mm-hmm. in a, in a way. You know, if you watch it, um, this one it's like three parts. Okay, fair enough. So you have the three act structure. <laughs> uh, surely, like you follow that blueprint. But like by the time you get like halfway through the, the this what should be the second act, it's like it's it's not following. There's no like I use as you say. There's no art <laughs> to any of it at all. Like, like, um, even the fact like I was I was watching the I was watching part of it with the ads. The ads were I was enjoying the ads, <laughs> and then we came back to the film. It's like what the fuck? It's like what? Wait, what's ha- Where are we again? Yeah, what's going on? It's like oh, we're going. We're doing the same thing again. Like at least in the book, it's kind of like driving something home, or it's like a pattern that's emerging, and you're you're putting that together in your head over the course of a few chapters. Yeah. In in a movie like you, like that's not it's not even a movie this is a behemoth you know it's like you don't need like you just kind of need like subtle stuff you don't need entire scenes dedicated to like building up like the whole stuff like the the abuse kind of storyline of this is so, it's so overcooked it's like, ridiculous and it starts at the very beginning when you like I don't again I don't want to compare it to the shining like the Kubrick film because I want to talk about this as its own thing and why even if you just remove The Shining like Kubrick's Shining this is still dog shit yeah, <laughs> um, I need to emphasize that um, because at its, as uh, like at the start you see they like just straight up say yeah Jack uh, he beat Danny and you see it happen yeah yeah, yeah. and like you don't have to see him like pull on him but like you see the scene and the aftermath the immediate aftermath and like seeing it is so much more different than listening to people talk about it as a past event because it places something in the past but we don't know where in the past it lies Mm. and seeing that happen so literally and then 
he beats the shit out of the student who slashed his tires. And it's like, that's why he lost his job. It's like, I didn't need to know that at all. <laughs> yeah. And it's so corny when it happens. It's so, like, it's so, again, so literal. Mm, yeah, like, it, it is. It's the film punching you in the face with this information. <laughs> it, it is like a book. That's actually, that's the best way to sum it up. It's actually just like a book. It just, it doesn't know when, it doesn't know when to, uh, like it's it's actually it's Stephen it's literally Stephen King in a movie. Mm-hmm. There's no it doesn't seem like it's been edited at all. Like there's no editing. It doesn't seem like anyone went over the script. It was like eh, we could cut out this part. We cut out that part. It's we like, could add more interesting elements. Yeah, it's not like like no one goes to Stephen King here. Maybe we should remove that whole fucking child's orgy at the end of the book. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the same way. It's like hey Stephen, maybe we should cut down this four and a half hour film to a. Uh, <laughs> Like a normal time, amount of time, <laughs> like a 90-minute film, or like maybe we should get rid of all these scenes. We just say what's happening rather than the script. Like, because he is—he's a great writer, um, but he seems to he must struggle with dialogue or something like that. Because the the characters, Danny, Danny, man. I don't know shit on a kid, but my god, he's not a kid anymore, man. I uh, know because like he's this kid. It's he does not close his mouth for the entire film. He doesn't he's close his mouth teeth, at, at, Leave him alone. at any point. Does he close his mouth? But like, he's not. This kid, he was. He looks like he's about five. And Danny in the book is like a very young kid. This kid was ten years old, and he's walking around in fucking long johns, going, "Daddy!" And it's like, this maybe is, that's w-. why he came across so weird. And he's he's very he's like fucking five feet tall, <laughs> and he's supposed to be like five years old. Uh, like the, his mom's there carrying him, and like she's like you can see she's struggling to hold him up. It's like it's just it just really it's really weird. Very strange casting, in my opinion. The kid is also a fucking terrible actor. Not to shit on the kid. Uh, but he's not a kid anymore. <laughs> but he's terrible. He's so bad. Also, the man is also terrible. Danny Torrance, or sorry, no, Jack Torrance is actually okay, in my opinion. Yeah, he's but okay. he's... he's... It's cartoonish. It's like, cartoonish. But that's the best you could ask for in this film. Yeah. Like, but like, that's the thing about, this, about these actors as well is that like they're so like good-looking. Like just like Danny, not Danny, Jesus Christ, not Danny. No, I meant Jack. I meant Jack. I meant Jack. What <laughs> <Cut> that? What <laughs> that? Yeah, Jack, no, Jack and Wendy. Jack and Wendy they're are like, like two extremely attractive actors. They're like models. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas like like them in the in the original. At least you say. In my head, I was like, "Don't say the kid's name. Don't say the kid's name." And like in 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 Kubrick. They're weird looking, you know. Mm. Jack Jack Nicholson, weird looking guy. <laughs> weird looking. Wendy, uh, Wendy, yeah. Shelley Duvall, weird looking woman, you know. Um, interesting looking, you know, mm-hmm. like models in like a different kind of way. And like this one, it's like uh, they look like they're on, they're like fucking the back of a magazine kind of stuff. Yeah, just really weird. It, to me, Wendy, Wendy's always like it's like a, I don't know, it's like an average kind of like housewife kind of thing. Mm-hmm. This girl looks like she's like a supermodel. She's going to Aspen with her fucking billionaire husband. Yeah. Um. You know, maybe that's just me being judgmental, but like it is, it was kind of weird. <laughs> just to, like why is she, why is she look like that? <laughs> why, <laughs> why is she so, so hot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, it was just off putting. Yeah, and Dan, then Dan the kid was why is his mouth open every <laughs> single scene? He's just his mouth. He talks. He doesn't. He, his lips don't touch at, at any point during the film. And like, maybe, maybe that's so that we understood Jack's rage. <laughs> A little better. Maybe his empathy is like, we'll get a really annoying kid actor. And I don't yeah. like shitting on a kid actor because, like, he's trying his best and he's not old enough for me to shit on him yet. 
Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, there's just something about that kid actor that I just didn't like. Yeah, but like, I think I think as well as like it's not his fault because I just hate everything about this film. I don't know. Yeah, he could have been fucking. It, it doesn't matter. It could have been anyone. It could have been Oscar worthy performance. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The film's terrible. You know, it's just absolutely awful. Like um, I have written here as well. Like there's a bit where uh, just to go back to the literalness of everything, um, the dialogue. The some of the dialogue is beyond bad like there's a bit where they're having an argument and in the again we're going to compare it to the to the Kubrick film because that's the only reference I have which just does it better mm. Um Wendy comes to Jack is yelling up the stairs at Danny tell him get the fuck down here take your take your punishment or whatever it is and when he wakes up it's like what happened and he's like he broke the the radio Mm. and when he's like that's not possible it's like well I didn't do it are you accusing me and goes on like that and at the just after just before this uh, Danny was in with the the weird naked lady, lady in the bathtub and he comes out and he's got like scars he's got like marks on him and he's all shook and Wendy grabs Danny and like he starts yelling at Jack you can just storm away she doesn't then need to just shout at, shout at him. Was breaking his arm not enough? <laughs> so, yeah, so, yeah, I was yeah. like, we already know the stakes <laughs> here as to what's going on. You don't need to like remind us. By the way, he's broke. Like you've put that into the audience's head so much. We've seen it happen. We don't need a reminder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's treating the audience uh, like an like, idiot. Yeah, like an idiot, which is so unnecessary. Um. But it's kind of like, it is that kind of lack of insight into a cinematic mode of like mm-hmm. storytelling. There doesn't seem to be any kind of, anything happening there. I don't know if that was, who directed it? I don't even know. Mick Garris. Mick Garris. Don't know who that guy is, but I, I don't even know. He might be good, he might be bad. Uh, but the, it just seems, it smells as Stephen King, to be honest. There's other, he had another film called The Langoliers, um, which is based on a short story, I believe. It was a made-for-TV movie, which is nothing like this film but it it reminds me of the way it uses uh so in that film is about like a plane that like fucking transfers into a parallel dimension where like there are these like and Stephen King comes up with such great ideas <laughs> where the, there's these like uh these like popcorn chicken monsters who are like CGI and they like invade the plane and stuff uh but it looks so bad the story actually is not bad but it, it it looks visually so bad that it's it's just it's distract it's extremely distracting mm-hmm. and the film just ends up being like a laugh it's just it's so bad it's, it's it's funny kind of thing and this one you have you know the which you know the what are they called there's a, a specific name for them you know the hedges that move yeah like <laughs> i can't remember oh jesus i can't remember the exact term for what they are but like in the in the book they, those are huge mm-hmm. they come up so much and um I remember reading about it, like just reading people discussing the the book, and like reviews at the time when I read it, and a lot of people were like, "Oh, it's so scary that scene when like they were like moving." Uh, I never really understood it, um, but like some, I don't know, I I, I didn't really find them that like mm-hmm, unnerving that- at all. But then, like if if I was making a film based on the book, you kind of know, like it's 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 like when you're reading the book, you know this isn't a great image. It's just kind of like what it implies mm-hmm. is kind of kind of unnerving. In the in the in this <laughs> it proves that in this yeah in this movie they just show them they're just there like just they just 
the, the hedges just get up and start walking <laughs> towards Danny. It's like there's no like there's no mystique, mystique or anything I, like that. I think as well what the problem is is that most of the horror in this film takes place during the day, and everything's so well lit. And even when this film is meant to be in darkness, it's still so well lit. And see, there's like there's no shadows in this movie. And there's no like building yeah. of, sus- of suspense, so like they do they do these like close ups of the hedges as they like creep closer towards you know Jack or Danny. But um, like when they're doing the close up, it's just a shot of a bush, <laughs> and it just looks so stupid. Um, and then when you actually see them walk, that's even worse. Jesus, that CGI is bad, oh, and at the end as well. Like it, it, the CGI is terrible. Yeah, fair enough. Thank you but for the wine. No, no stress, bro. No stress. But they should have known not to show. Like, don't show that. It's yeah. not. It's not a good cinematic. Visually speaking, it's. It doesn't. It doesn't read well. You know, um, and the, like as you were saying earlier, there's no. There's no like. Uh, like film grammar, mm-hmm. really there. Like yeah. they don't use the camera. They don't use the fact that this is like a visual medium at all. <laughs> it's all dialogue. It's all like it's all dialogue. And then the most basic um effects, camera work, acting, um everything. Like the ballroom scene. Yeah, oh, Jesus. Like the 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 ghosts. Like it, you know, not to use Kubrick again as a reference. Well, you gotta use Kubrick as a reference. We have to use him as a reference because it's like it's so like iconic and it's 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 just so much better to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know you know you know when like we talk about a film, it's like oh they could have done it so much better by doing this, mm. but we never like we're just coming up with our own ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like well here's the here's the better version that we can reference to. Yeah, here's like here, yeah here's the like the here's the same thing done better. Here's the same thing done as best as it possibly could have been done, like in the in. In the Kubrick one, you only get like there's not there's no crowds really like there's not they're whole, all off even the crowds are there. Jack feels alone. Yeah, it's not there's not a whole scene where he's just mixing like at like a fucking party. Yeah, in this in like, dancing. Yeah, in this one he's like he's and getting a, and getting chatted up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like talking about eeriness in like Kubrick, you understood that Jack's alone. There's something not right. There's something something isn't there, but at the same time there's something is there that shouldn't be there. Um, and this one, it's just like, yeah, there's something here that shouldn't be here. Yeah, they're right there. You can, and, they're I, there yeah. and they're there, and they're there, and they're there, and they're wearing fucking terrible Halloween skeleton makeup <laughs> for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> it's not spooky. At, it looks so bad. Like, it's so, like, they're wearing, like, it's, uh, I, I can't even describe it. It's so bad. Literally, like, the Halloween makeup that, like, a 10-year-old would wear, show up, at, <laughs> show up at your door and, like, ask for fucking, you know, wham bars, you know? That's what they're wearing. Like it's just you just it's just like black paint on their cheeks and uh on their forehead. And then the like the overacting by Grady and the other, yeah. the other guy. Yeah, the I other dude's name. Lloyd. Yeah. No, yeah. It's not even Lloyd, I don't think. It's the I don't know who it is. I don't know. But like yeah, they're there like The they're, manager. They're there proper it's like Disneyland kind of stuff. Yeah. It's like, ooh, you you have to take care of the child. The child is of utmost importance. <laughs> <Palpatine>. <laughs> Do it. Do it. <laughs> it's like, what are we doing? Like, what is this? It's so cartoonish. It's so cartoonish. Like, it's not It's not saying, and it's just, it's a haunted house. It's a haunted house stretched over four hours. Haunted house experience over four hours. <laughs> Silly enough. Yeah. Silly yeah. And then, like, 
What I think what what was the worst part for you? Because for me it was part three. I think this this legit got up, got worse with each part. I I I the further it got into like supernatural stuff, the worse it got for me. Mm. And like seeing the ghosts and like like Jack doesn't even go crazy. It's not because in this film, it or this miniseries, I keep saying film, but you know whatever. Um. It isn't that Jack... Jack actually doesn't go crazy. Mm. He gets possessed. Yeah, yeah. And he battles with the ghosts. The demons. With the demons. <laughs> within and without. <laughs> um, And Danny is, like, talking to, like, his dad. And Danny has a dream earlier on where, like, he... Like, Jack looks like a deadite from Evil Dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was a, that, that's the only good special effects in the entire <laughs> thing. Like, why why could they do that? It's just face paint. I know, why, yeah. why could they do that but not with anyone else? That's what the budget was. Yeah. Um, the budget all went yeah, on the one, one scene. We've got to make a count. Dream sequence. This is going to be the, the three hours into our four hour epic. <laughs> <laughs> we got to hit him hard. Um, but, uh, so, da- like, Danny argues with Jack as Jack argues with the ghost being like Danny you need to run and like you know talking shite whatever like that that is just not what the what I took from The Shining you know that's not mm. that is like a complete 180 on what Kubrick did and going like so polar opposite to the other end and it's so much worse it's terrible it really is it's the fact that it's a basically a possession film in the end yeah, like it's it's so uh, it's just A to B. It's it's something something you've seen before. Shining is something you, you you can't really compare to a lot of things in terms of the uh, the uh, like the Kubrick version, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but the book like has its qualities, and uh, but this this film just accentuates all the worst parts of it. But it, it it adds on a layer. Like I like the book. This is the adaptation adds on like a layer. Like this grimy sheen of like, of just like TV corniness. The way he's like, Danny, you got to go. I can hold him off. Danny, you can fight it. And then he's like, I love you, Daddy. And then like, what? It's like, this is like, it's, it's just, it's just pissing all over <laughs> the viewer. Like, it's just, it's just, it's like, it's just giving, it's mooning the, the viewer. It's like it's an insult. It's an insult to your intelligence. Um, like if if it was an hour and a half, fair enough. It's just a bad TV movie. It's 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 the fact that they've wasted four and a half hours of your life at this stage, and it ends on this that. Is, uh, this it is ends on get. this. No, it's like what the hell are we doing? Oh, uh, it's even like the boiler. The boiler. Honestly, I actually I was kind of more sympathetic to the third part because I started to remember more of the book, and it kind of became more apparent that it was just kind of like a scale to scale copy of the book adaptation of the book see I don't know that and like yeah that's what, the thing like I was like okay so it's faithful to the book the book must be shit then um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah no because it's 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 a, a scale to scale replication um, but like it's keeping all the shit parts of the book which should not have been in any film ever like the mallet the boiler exploding was it's so like, boring I couldn't like, believe cares? it it's like it's like we need cross tension. The boiler's gonna explode, and I thought that they were gonna not like the boiler wasn't gonna explode. No, no, the hotel explodes. Yeah, yeah, that's the what hotel, happens at the end of the book. The hotel yeah. blows up. <laughs> I was like, wow, wow, this is 
Yeah. This is really something. <laughs> yeah, no, the ending is. This is Polter. This is Polter, guys. This is this is every haunted house film I've ever fucking seen, yeah. and it's The Shining. <laughs> That's it. It's just a haunted house story. That's all it is. Like the ending of the book is terrible. Um, like fair enough. Stephen King doesn't really do edits. He he writes. He auto writes. He doesn't really plan ahead. Like you've you, you wrote the book in 1978. It's nearly 20 years since you wrote the book. Surely you recognize that that ending is dog shit. Yeah, you changed so the, much time. Change the ending. Like, because I was more sympathetic to the third part because it kind of reminded me of the book. The book is good. It's good for, as a book. It doesn't make sense. Like, I didn't like the ferns moving. All that shit. I didn't care. Like, I was, it wasn't creepy to me. Um, the mallet as well. Talk about, like, cinematic kind of, like, the choices you make in those adaptations. <laughs> You're like, oh, it's it looks a- so goofy. Yeah, even in the book, I was like, a mallet. <laughs> I just remember being like, a mallet. <laughs> like, he just has a mallet. He's just running around. Like, it's just so, like, it's just cartoonish. Yeah, and no, that- it looks so goofy. And it doesn't. And I know they explain why it's a big mallet. It's still fucking stupid. Yeah, but like, it's like an axe. Like, it's not some daring cinematic choice. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to change the mallet to an axe. It's just like an obvious thing. It's the, such the, a- the mallet is so goofy. Let's the just mallet- change it to anything else. Do you know, do you know what it is, Mark? The mallet is so blunt, just like this movie. Yeah. This go. movie is the equivalent, of, a equivalent of a big mallet. Big bonk from fucking Jack Horrence. <laughs> That's what you feel after you watch this movie. Yeah, it's just like, gee. I and mean, he doesn't even kill anyone with it. <laughs> yeah, he just like hits. Yeah, like, yeah, I don't know. That scene where Does he's he like. beat the shit out of Wendy, though. Yeah, that scene where he's like beating on It goes on for so long, yeah, though. Yeah, it's like uncomfortable to watch. And like, he also, like, she should be dead. Like, there's no way she's moving around. If he's like proper having a go at her like that, mm. it's like what the hell? Where's the realism? And in even this? like uh, the chef Dick, jeez, Dick took fucking bashes to the skull. Oh, Dick Howard, yeah, he should be dead as well. He should yeah. be dead. It's fine. He was. Don't worry. Twenty years later, he was at uh, Danny's graduation <laughs> at the end of this film, which was just the nail on the like. I know the nail in the coffin, but like that was just the the straw that like collapsed. Like the spine broke, and this final straw just like compress this camel to the fucking ground mm, yeah no that, that end scene was, was, was comical it ends on a happy note his dad was there the whole time through his entire life yeah his forest ghost is there his forest ghost <laughs> <laughs> don't worry Danny I'm here it's like what is this film I'm about proud of you what is the message what, what, yeah what is the message here you know what's the shining about <laughs> yeah it's like it's a haunted house but drama and you know it's like he saved his kid, but he also abused his kid and tried to kill his wife. It's like even before he went, like yeah, he's also he's a terrible person to begin with. Yeah, you know? but like somewhat redeeming, which I think is like the message. That's like the complete difference between Kubrick and this film. Mm. Kubrick's film, Jack has no redeeming qualities whatsoever. He has been a piece of shit essentially for like his entire adult life. No, he was like his kid, probably a little cunt back then too, but. He's like abusing his kid and like the time reference of when he do- when he's done that mm. and stuff like that is um loose, you know. Mm. And, th- and I think part of it as well, which I'll get onto in a sec, but the just seeing like Jack is off from the get go. We see this guy from like basically a decent start. And then the whole film is like that guy redeeming himself, but he doesn't even redeem himself. Like it's not it doesn't amount to like a feeling of redemption. Yeah, it's like it's it's anticlimactic, both because the film isn't very good and there's no real stakes, but also because like you like you just blew up the hotel, like you didn't really you didn't redeem he didn't, anything. You didn't develop. Yeah, there's no like 
yeah, like the difference. Uh, this film is all about it's the human arcs, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like Danny is has his, you know, it's not really his arc, but like he has some kind of. It's kind of about him. Um, he's the, the way that they deal with the shining in this. Like, yeah, what yeah. the thing is fucking named, bro. Tony is the most goofy ass shit I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. Fucking hell. He's, he's like on the book as well. He's he's shouting the book as well. To be fair, but like it's it's about him. He's the main character. He's the main character in the book as well. But in the in Kubrick's, he's not. Uh, Jack obviously has some like some kind of arc. He's supposed to have an arc, um, and he's kind of like the shadow main character. Uh, compare that to Kubrick's version, where the there is no arc for anybody at all. Like the 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 characters that we're following are just like pieces on the chessboard. Mm-hmm. The film isn't about them at all. It's about the, like the hotel or whatever the fuck is happening at the hotel. Yeah. <laughs> it's not about the because we're not really interested. It's a horror movie. We're not really interested in the, like the characters. Like you're not going to have a redemption at the end of a horror film. Mm-hmm. It's not about that. Well, sometimes you do. Well, yeah, generally speaking, yeah. yeah, it's not really about like oh I learned this at the end. Like who cares? Mm-hmm. I don't care. I don't give a fuck. You know, <laughs> at the end of like a good horror film, in my opinion. Generally, it's like it's more about things happening around you, or things happening around the characters, and then the characters just—they're there to react. React, yeah. Basically, generally speaking, and this—it's about there's supposed to be an arc, but at the same time, there's all this weird shit happening. But so goofy that the reactions and the arcs are just like very disjointed. It's not clear exactly what, where exactly they're going, or how they're developing, or like. it's too human centric for a ghost story. Yeah, for like an like I a, think so. A, yeah, like a like a, something that's trying that's, very hard to be a ghost story. That's as well. very true. It's too human centric. Yeah, yeah. Um, but in the way like the conjuring stuff like that is, but I think, I think it's just because you're basing because again we're basing it off the Shining film, like mm. the original film, which is on a completely like different wavelength yeah. and i think like part of it as well is like the way that these films deal with time like in kubrick's film you just get monday and then you get tuesday mm. and then you get like wednesday but like it doesn't like time is clearly progressing ages in between the days that are shown on screen mm, yeah. this film gives exact dates yeah, this yeah. film says October twentieth, whatever, November eleventh, December, like, whatever. Yeah, she's like Jack. This is the last day we have before we can leave. You know, we need to go. And they now. leave, and they leave the hotel, and we see them come and go at the start of this thing, right? Mm. So I think that like the part of that is like it sets the hotel in such a an actual place rather than being this like it. Mm ethereal timeless place like when in the Kubrick film they go up there and that's it like there's there's no coming down we don't know how long they've been there for like the distance between time doesn't make any like isn't making sense we're not giving like how long is left mm-hmm. this film's like this is what happens they can come and go at the start they talk to people they're in the town mm-hmm. they're communicating with people they're the town. which lessens the amount of time that they're actually isolated up there yeah 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 it's like it's just it doesn't work at all, you know. Even if you if you compare like the opening scene, The Shining, or like the credits, where you have the like the famous helicopter shot where they're mm-hmm. coming up the, the mountain and stuff, and it goes on for ages. But like, that's kind of like it's setting the scene. Like that in itself is setting the scene. You are miles away. Yeah, you're miles away. You're like this isn't this isn't anywhere you know, and like it's not even like maybe it's not even anywhere at all. You mm-hmm. know, it's just 
someplace up in the mountains, there's no way out. It's not necessarily up in the mountains. It's 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 just it, obviously it's in the mountains, but like it's, it could be anywhere. It could be anywhere. They're just in the middle of nowhere. And this one, they're in, like they're just. It's. It's like a fucking, you know, the Donner Party. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's like it's proper like recounting the story day by day nearly. And uh, there, there's there's way too much of a focus on the human element of it. Mm-hmm. But it's a ghost story at the end of the day. Yeah. And the ghosts are the more not the, a very good ghost story. Not a ghost. Not a good ghost story at all. <laughs> not a good ghost story. You know. Like the original, the original story is about a guy who wants to kill his ch- his child, but then kills himself to sacrifice himself, or to like save the kid, you know. Um, but it's not exactly very good at that. Yeah, and that's not a very, it's not a terribly sympathetic like arc no. or anything like that. You know, it's like okay, <laughs> cool. <laughs> you know, I can't really relate to this, but uh, um, and it doesn't lean very heavily into it either. Um, just in terms of like the, the uh, the turmoil in Jack's head. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fact that the ghosts are there should be way more of a. It is a haunted house story, but it doesn't really lean into the into that element of it. The way yeah. that it, it, it or it leans into all the wrong ways. The way Kubrick did it is just totally different. Not not to, again. It's hard to not compare this to <laughs> yeah, Kubrick's I know, film. Yeah, I know. But it's just it's it's already worth talking about without comparing it. Yeah, to Kubrick's film. It's you know? a, especially because it is like this piece of you know cinema or whatever is aware and is like communicating to another piece that it dislikes yes 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 exactly this, is, this is a diss track this is a diss track it's a diss track it's the shittest diss track of all time yeah you just, you just fucking just made the other the other just, person's point yeah yeah yeah. you just shat all over yourself and um, yeah i can't believe this was this was received with overwhelmingly positive reviews two emmys two out 10 out of 10 multiple 10 out of 10 reviews um. Yeah, it was only made on the condition that, um, Kubrick allowed it to be made on the condition that Stephen King stopped. Bro, it won for outstanding makeup, and outs- outstanding makeup. Yeah, and it also won for outstanding sound editing. Sound editing nominee for outstanding miniseries as well. Three nominations, two wins. Outstanding makeup. <laughs> what? Nineteen ninety seven is not that long ago. Like outstanding. Ma- I could have been a makeup artist in that film. Yeah, there's um, they won a lot of stuff. This is yeah, they won a quite a bit, quite it's, a bit of stuff. It's the reverse. It's it's like a comic, the comical fucking, you know, uh, dichotomy there. It's like The Shining, Kubrick's The Shining, initially received with very very negative reviews. Came to be regarded every episode is rated six point six on IMDb. Is it? <laughs> yeah, that's so lame. Six point six. Uh, that's like that's exactly like that. This is that sounds like it's on purpose. This is like six point six out of on everything, which means it's a one star thing. It's a show film. It's yeah, not good. It's so. I'm bad. so sorry. <laughs> no, no, I, I I enjoy watching this. Uh, episode one one five. It brought me back. Owns owns apology. Man, you you've never you haven't had a stinker in a long time. I gave the wicker tree before this. Oh yeah, but that was a stinker in a whole different way. Oh, that was a, that was on purpose. Yeah. Was this intention. wasn't on purpose. This is semi on purpose, but this is this was. We, kn- we knew this. I kind of knew it was going to be bad, but I didn't think it was going to be this bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's. Cold. And I didn't think it was going to be this long. Um, it's so long. Man. Yeah, it's very. God, this was long. I'm so sorry. <laughs> what can you do? We we live and learn. We live and we learn. Live and learn. We've learned that <laughs> that uh, Stanley Kubrick is a better director than whoever the fuck directed this. <laughs> Whoever the fuck did this. 
We were returning Mark to a, a a section of the podcast that we haven't done for ages. Mostly because we didn't need to because we were oh. we didn't need to fill in for time. But because we watched uh, one thing this week that was four and a half hours long. Yeah. Didn't really get to watch a lot of other stuff. Let's let's do this. So we're bringing back the listener question listener section. Are back. We've listened to your complaints. We've listened to the complaints. We brought it back. We answered one earlier on. <laughs> answering a few more now. If you want to ask us a question, follow us on Instagram or on Twitter at Paro underscore pod. Ask us a question there. Or send us an email, theparopod at gmail.com. That's it. It's been a while since we've done that. Yeah, I actually got it, got it in one go. I did. Didn't <laughs> fuck it up. Didn't fuck it up. Which maybe that's why our... Mr. Questions uh, started to like fall off because <laughs> we weren't pronouncing it right. That's why. Yeah, probably. Yeah. No other reason. That's the only explanation. That's the only explanation. Our first question is coming in from Leem, and Leem is asking, "Create a Paropod Film Festival schedule." So, how does that work? How does that work? Okay, so we're we have rented out a cinema. No, a one screen cinema. We're gonna do one day of films. Mm-hmm. Opening at 9 a.m., finishing at 1 o'clock. 1 p.m. Last, last showing, 9, 9 o'clock. 9 p.m.? 9 p.m. So it opens at 9 a.m. and we close at 9 p.m.? No. Yes. 12 hours. 12 hours. Okay. No, even more than that. It's fucking, that's 15 hours. Is it? 15 hours. 15 hours? Wait, 9? Oh, yeah, it is. Uh, I'm such an idiot. <laughs> That ordinary maths, Mark. <laughs> oh, it is 12 hours. <laughs> 9, no, 9, is it? 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. No, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m., sorry. You said 9 p.m. Yeah, sorry, I meant to say 12 p.m. <laughs> In my head, I was thinking 12 p.m. You're not p.m. shitting on me yeah, for doing ordinary maths. Yeah. <laughs> no, 9 a.m. to, yeah, 9, 12 p.m., yeah. Yeah, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Whichever one is at night. <laughs> <laughs> Sick of this conversation. Fuck you, Liam. You stupid fucking question. This is why we're never doing listener questions again. You've torn this podcast apart. Okay, from 9 in the morning to 12 o'clock at night. Okay. Last showing is 12 o'clock at night, right? Does everyone understand? This festival's already falling apart. It's over. It's over. Oh, God, right. <laughs> Jesus Christ, right. What films are we showing? Uh, our top ten, I suppose. Our top ten films. <laughs> no, no, wait. We're gonna we're, we're gonna, gonna show the Shining miniseries twice, <laughs> three times. <laughs> we have to cut out in the second uh, episode two at the end of the third showing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> Show's over. <laughs> I hate to do this. To you. Um, what should we show? What should we show? Well, we show first of all, we show one of our own movies, which we'd make especially for the occasion. We'd make a short film. We'd make a short film. Yep. Oh my god, right, yeah, no. Pukahontas. And then right in the fucking middle. What we do what we do is Troll two. We show we we're showing a film and then halfway through the film we stop that film and then we come in and we do a two hour podcast. <laughs> it's avant garde, man. <laughs> and then we show the rest of the film. <laughs> we talk about the f- what's we talk about the re- we spoil the film, first of all. <laughs> then we we feel list of questions. <laughs> That's what we're doing. And we talk about news. So, uh, Shrek 5 is in the works. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> sounds pretty good. Yes. <laughs> sounds good. 
Anyone have any questions? <laughs> Silence. <laughs> There's like three people there. <laughs> no, it's a packed house. Packed out. All everyone who's ever listened to podcasts is in this. Yeah. Is in this theater. So it's like twenty people. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, let's, let's be kinder to ourselves it's, no it's, our it's, fucking it's, youtube has been our youtube is like low-key lifting off even though we don't, we don't getting, do anything for with some it. reason we're getting fi- like we got like five thousand views on one of the episodes we've we got like over a grand really maybe it's, uh, maybe five thousand is a stretch <laughs> but <laughs> we got a good few on one of the episodes holy shit no idea why let's monetize that yeah, yeah <laughs> quick um make one euro um so like okay so in the morning right first thing people are coming in what are they watching texas chainsaw massacre jesus christ the first thing when they come in the morning i'd say they're they're sitting down to the parapod film festival shrek 2 shrek 2 get them off on a nice yes, light note yes good step to the day 30 minute break they come back in we need to we need 30 a sp- minute friend. 30 <laughs> minutes. We're shoveling breakfast. But we serve food. Uh, yeah, of course. Sell it. Yeah, yeah well, we have to pay nah, for the fuck f- that. No, we have right. to pay for the food. All right, an hour break. An, an hour, hour break. An hour break. Okay, fucking 45 minutes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 45 minute break. We can't lose the rhythm. <laughs> right. Half an hour break. Half an hour break. They're back in their seats. Okay. And they're sitting down to watch. It's what? 11 o'clock at this time? Begotten. Begotten. They're watching Begotten. 70 minutes. 70 minutes. Easy. Um, so they, I think an after... I think... Actually, no. Sorry. Pendus fan. Pendus fan? Actually, wait. That's to make... Shrek 2 followed by Pendus fan. That doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. Thematic sense. We need to... We need to like... We need, we need to... There needs to be gradients. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's a good kind of playful film that's also kind of a bit artistic? Perfect Blue, another animated film. <laughs> that's actually really good. That's actually an amazing show. Perfect Blue. That's a perfect shout. Right. They're sitting there. They've watched Perfect Blue now. Yeah. They're in a bit of a weirder state. We give them an hour break. They're a bit free. They're a bit free. We're going to give them an hour. We're going to give them an hour break now. Mm-hmm. Then they're coming back in. And it's now like 2 o'clock. So it's 2 o'clock. Um, Satin Tango. <laughs> Satin- <laughs> that's it. Seven hours. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think. What's a what's a what's a good afternoon film? I don't really watch films in the afternoon. Like, um, before sunset, I do that in the evening though. In the evening, you know, I think I think before sunset and Pendus Fan would pe- be evenings film. I evening think films. late late nights with the Wicker Man. The Wicker Man uh, during the during the during afternoon. The afternoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That actually would, yeah, because it's so brightly lit. Or Midsummer. Mm, it's kind of kind of heavy. Kind of heavy, but it's all in the daylight. Yeah, but at least it, at least it was sick feeling. Yeah, exactly. That's what we want. <laughs> um, Midsummer or thing. Yeah, I don't, yeah, Midsummer. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, we'll, go, we'll go Midsummer. Midsummer. Okay, so that's like that's we're Luke, we're cutting up on. Uh, time as well so maybe we stick with the the 90 minutes because i think we're a fan of 90 minutes movie of course yeah yeah. so we'll stick with the 90 ish nice minutes and digestible we'll stick in the wicker man so it's now half three 15 minute break mm. 15 minute 15 break. get your coffee piss whatever you need to do back into the cinema let's fucking go let's keep rocking let's go um so it's now it's half three now or quarter to four quarter to four so it's quarter to four so we're gonna stick on 
What are we sticking on? Actually, what films are we fucking doing? Evil Dead. Evil Dead? It's a bit early for Evil Dead. Late night for Evil Dead? I'd say, I'd say late night. Because I think night. what we should do is we should combine Evil Dead all, all together. All together, so that's three hours. Mm-hmm. So I'd say that'd be a midnight run. A midnight, yeah. Midnight that's the last run. film that people watch. I'd say Text Chainsaw and then uh, Marathon Evil Dead. So that would be three hours. So, but you're kind of, you have to account for the fact. It's not three hours, is it? No, it's four hours. No, no, right. What we're doing is we're getting a certain cut of Evil, the Evil Dead trilogy cut in a way where it just leads on one film to the next. So it's about three hours. About three, three and a half hours. But that's, that's the 12 o'clock showing. Oh, okay, cool. That's the last thing. <laughs> so people could then from... So people be awake for, t- for nearly 24 hours by the time they've done this. Okay. So yeah, that's exactly. The, that's the 12 o'clock showing. So it goes on to about 4 a.m. Half three. And uh, <laughs> Texas Chainsaw starts at about 10. Mm-hmm. Roughly around... Mm, yeah, 10, yeah. 10. So then you have time for half an hour break. <laughs> you never have more than half an hour break. No, they have an that's hour break in the... In, no, we'll give them an hour break between... An hour lunch. Between the midnight, between Texas Chainsaw and whatever, so ten o'clock. So from eight It'd o'clock, half nine. Half nine. We'll get them eight o'clock until ten. No, half nine. Eight o'clock until half nine. They've been there and a half. Eight o'clock till half nine. Okay, cool. So we have to fill the gap between two or three quarter to four. Quarter to four. Eight and eight. So that's four and a, four and a bit hours. So mm-hmm. two ninety-minute films, basically. Or, so, or one massive film. Two hours and one ninety-minute film. Two hours and one. Well, I suppose yeah. Um, they don't have to go to every film. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> That's the point. Um, let's go to every single film, or else you're barred from all future Parapod film festivals. Uh, Pendus Fen, the later Fen, one, definitely. Uh before I would say before. Before, so we do Pendus Fen and then the before film. I would say I'd say before and then Pendus Fan. Before, then you go out for a nice stroll. It's about six o'clock. The sun's kind of setting. It's kind of romantic. Mm-hmm. And you have a you have like a sip your old fashioned out in the lighthouse uh, bar. Mm-hmm. You walk around Smithfield Square. Uh, you're chatting with your mates, um, and you're like, "Wow, I can't believe this was free." And then you head back, and then you watch Pendus Fan, and you're like buckled in for the emotional ride. Um, if you choose to watch Pettis Fan, you can skip tr- straight to Texas Chainsaw Massacre if you prefer. Maybe one. <laughs> From the before trilogy, or b- before uh, before Sunrise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's that's what, so what, Shrek 2, what was the first, what was the second one? Shit. <laughs> uh, Perfect Blue. Perfect Blue. Third one? Uh, Wicker Man. Wicker Man. Before. Before. Pettis Fan. Texas, Texas Chainsaw, Chainsaw. Evil Dead. That's, that's, that's actually the perfect lineup to anything. Mm-hmm. There you yeah. go. It's only, it's only nineteen hours of filmmaking. Mm-hmm. That actually would be, we should do that. You know, you can rent out cinemas. Really? Yeah. For a full day. Yeah. No way. Didn't know that. Let's do it. Let's do it. Wear suits. Look <laughs> mad official. Live key, keynote speeches and stuff. It'd be good. But um, so yeah, I hope that answers your question. Hope that answers your question. And we did a full schedule there for you. We actually did, yeah, full program. Um, our next question is coming in from Jenna. She's saying, how does it feel to be big weenies? Pretty good. It's feeling pretty good right now. Pretty good. Feeling all right. Yep. And our next question is coming in from Neil. And Neil's asking us, what's our favorite album? Favorite album we rarely get. We never talk about music. We never talk about music. We do top five. 
We'll stick to top fives. Okay. Um. Let's name one off there for you. One, you go first. Uh, Pet Sounds is my favorite album of all time. Which one? Pet Sounds, Beach Boys. Oh yeah, yeah. Beach Boys. I knew that. I knew that was your favorite album. Yeah, it's just, it's just the perfect album. Yeah, it's fair. The per- it's the perfect. It's album. a good album. It's an amazing album. It's the greatest album ever made. <laughs> In my opinion. Fair enough. Well, no, yeah, it's uh, it's very good. Childish lyrics, childishly simple lyrics, but then the music is very, very nice. You know, and there's so, pets in there, so it never stops. There's yeah, he literally has a dog at the end of the end of the album. There's a dog barking, and you're like, what the fuck? This is crazy. It's avant garde. This is unheard of. You know, it's never been done before. It is a very good album. I really do like that. It really um, is. It's so good. And uh, I'm gonna go with um, I have to go to Death Grips album because I do have the tattoo. So I say Death Grips the Money Store. The Money Store. You ever listen to the Money Store? What's yeah, well, well, not in full, but I know I'm familiar with the Death Grips. Very good, great album. When was the? They haven't. 2011, I think, that, or 2012 the albums from. Yeah. 2012. They released new stuff recently, did they? They are releasing new stuff this summer, apparently. Yeah. Very excited for it. There has not been a bit of de- well, a Death Grips album that's been an actual album. Mm. Not one that I dislike. I love them all. Yeah. They'll bring something unique and different. Um, I'm trying to think of other albums. Mm. I like Talking Heads. I'm trying to think, like, would Remain in the Light be one of my favorite albums? Probably not. I, yeah. really, I really like that album, though. Yeah, so album's kind of fall now. Kendrick Lamar to Pimple Butterfly would be one of my favorites. Mm. Yes, I did listen to or watch Anthony Vantano growing up. <laughs> Of course, we it's all too, did. We all did, but that's we two of his did. tens. But you know, it's two of my favorite albums. Yeah, um, I also like along the same vein of the Beach Boys, Revolver, very very good. Uh, same yeah. year, exact same year. I think you're yeah. not a white album guy, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Too much, too much going on. A lot of shite songs in there. Sexy Sadie, who the fuck listens to that? <laughs> who listens to that? Revolver, it's it's tight. Tight, tight from beginning to end. Very good. Uh, very exper- experimental as well, which is why I like. I like that stuff. And some of it is still kind of experimental, which I like. Um, but yeah, it's also the same year, which is kind of, kind of more interesting the history of those albums than the actual. Like, I wouldn't stick that on. When I had a, a vinyl player to access, I would stick them on randomly, but now I don't. So I don't just, you know, I'm not there on the Lewis into work listening to uh, Tomorrow Never Knows, you know. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of other albums, man. Albums are hard. Yeah, they, they've fallen out of fashion. I'm trying to think of, like, two... Two favorite, like my favorite artists, and like what albums they have done, and like if there's any of them that I've listened to front to back. Jane Doe Converge is a very good metalcore album. Metal, man, you're sounding so like Fantana right now. Yeah, I know, <laughs> but it is very good. I think it's because we're just talking about music. I think so. Yeah, um, metal, but no, I what, do, what does that mean, metalcore? Just like it's just a style like metal. It's very like harsh and fast. Um. I'm also a big fan of Bottomless Pit by Human Serpent. 
It's a very good like black metal album. I think you. I think we actually spoke about this. I like that album a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Listen yeah. that front to back. Um, that's four. Trying to think of other albums. How far did I miss you up there? No, I don't think so. Hmm. I'm real bad for like classic albums though. I don't listen to all music, really. I do and I don't. Yeah, like, in terms of albums, I'd only listen to older stuff. I don't really like. I don't know. It's more singles. Yeah, would be new. Would be the new stuff. That's just kind of the way it works, though, isn't it? The way it's released. Unless you're already following a, an artist. I'm also going to go for uh, Aphex Twin, Selected Ambient Works, 85 to 92. Ooh. I'm going to go for that as well. Yeah, I like a bit of Brian Eno now. Yeah. Ambient, ambient music, but I don't know. I wouldn't like listen to any album. Like but I think it's important to have a, a mix, you know? Yeah, yeah. As well, ambient music is kind of like, yeah, it doesn't need to really necessarily be like front to back kind of stuff. Yeah, no fair. Sometimes. But um, ever listen to John Mouse? Nope. Um, he's pretty problematic these days, but he has a great album called "What the F- We Be- Must Become the Pitiless Censors of Ourselves." It's actually very, very good. Mm. From twenty eleven, um, "Hey Moon," very that's that's the main single from that album, and then "Cop Killer." All those, I don't know if you've heard them, but they're very. It's nope. it's really good. I like his. It's more like I like his approach to music, or. His approach last time I checked in with him. <laughs> I, he's also, don't, know, don't know what he's at these days. He was involved in a lot of strange things. Like what? Well, like he just seems he kind of like start moving very quickly towards the right for a while. <laughs> uh, was that like the January 6th thing? Oh, great. He was at it like. Oh, wow. But before that, he had this mad philosophy about, uh, like his interviews were always really interesting to listen to because he had this philosophy about uh making art and stuff like he's just like mad kind of like insular artist mm-hmm. who just, just walls himself up in like like the fucking <coughs> like the exact middle of america in like colorado and just like made a lot of music and um, he's like a mathematician beforehand <laughs> so like baller he uses that to like make music and stuff so i thought that was really cool but then he started acting a bit weird <laughs> i haven't i'm not sure what he does now but his music is really good um, you need one more album. One more album. Mm. I liked I liked Kanye's. I don't know if like it, that's yeah. that's it's also pretty. I liked which the, one? I liked the Life of Pablo a lot when it came out. Really? I wouldn't say it's my favorite album ever, or like in my top five. But it's it's, it's, it's one that I listen to. I listen to back to front. Yeah, like fair. quite a lot. Yeah, which is quite rare for an album that's been released that recently. Um, but I really like that album. Um, I also really like Tribe Called Quest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very good. Yeah, I'm trying to trying to think of like favorite artists and albums that they have, but kind of blanking. I haven't really been listening to much music at all for a while now. It's been on a downward trend. Yeah, I used to listen to. I used to try to listen to albums specifically. Same, because I and I like I think I don't think it's like a controversial thing to say that like albums are like like a more complete art form than like just like fucking jingles like singles. Yeah. like a three minute song, a is compilation of hits. Yeah, like a three minute song isn't really going to say anything in its in in itself. Like they can have a good like they can sound nice, but I can't really 
like an album is a totally different mm-hmm. it's a, it's its own it's, a art, beast. it's its own art form i haven't listened to an album front to back that hasn't been an album i've already listened to like 100 times on vinyl in a, quite a while yeah quite a while same usually just like bits and bobs or shuffle from like around a playlist which is kind of sad but that's the spotify kind of yeah i nature of things isn't it? i i recently started listening to this um metal band called Kublai Khan Texas yeah. and that name I was like oh Jesus fucking Christ what, what, what are these guys like yeah. always the f- that's, that's my that's my worries about listening to metal quite a bit is that you know certain, there's a there's a there's a right wing edge to a lot of it <laughs> Ferg um, the lads so um, but Kublai Khan TX is um, very much in the opposite direction oh really yeah it's good very violent music. It's like, yeah, that's what I want to listen to. Yeah. Let the rage. <laughs> like rage. Let the rage sit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, we really should get into that. Mm, start listening to more music. More albums. More albums. We should listen to music in the background on the podcast. We used to do that. We don't do that anymore. Yeah, oh yeah, no, my, one of my favorite albums of all time is the Jesse James, the assassination of Jesse James. That is also Robert, a banger. Howard Robert Ford. The album by Nick Cave and Warren Ellis. Um, yeah. That's what, like I I love Nick Cave, but I wouldn't say I wouldn't listen to any of his albums like back to front. Yeah, you know, fair. Um, that's a that's a valid point. You know, that's kind of that's. But that's is that my problem or is that like is that Nick Cave's problem? I think it's more so my problem. Yeah, you know? I think so as well. Like, that's the thing. I blame myself. It's not, it's not their fault. That's the way they. Uh, that's the way it kind of works these days. You know, we failed them. You know, it'd be like watching scenes out of like The Shining. Yeah, I love the. Sh- yeah, uh, I love I love the bathroom scene that is shiny, man. Yeah, just watch that every so often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't actually watch the full film, you know. But yeah, no, we'll get on to that. Don't worry, Neil. Don't worry, Neil. Don't you worry. We'll fix up our our favorite uh, podcast, our favorite albums, <laughs> our top five favorite podcasts. <laughs> number one, <laughs> the Joe Rogan Experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, number two, Twelve Rules to Life. Number three, Serial. <laughs> <laughs> number four, Friday Night with Tucker Carlson. Number five. Things you should know. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Will we leave it on that note? We'll leave it there. And my recommended film for the next episode is. Drum roll, please. <laughs> while I while I return to the page where I had the name. Ah! Ah, jeez, Mike, I'm drumming them over. I'm trying to go back through. Okay. <laughs> it's called Uncle Boone Me, who can <laughs> who can recall his past lives. It's called Uncle Boone Me, who can. Oh, I wanted to watch this. Yeah, yeah. Who okay, can sick. His past lives. Okay, cool. Cool. I knew you knew this. You yeah, know this one. I had this. On, I have this on my letterbox watch list. Uh, it's on movie. I'm pretty sure. Is it? Yeah. I don't have movie. Well, you know, it's available so. somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> on other places. I hope it's on the dodgy box. Um. um what is this film about? I have no idea. But it was on, it, funny enough, it was on my manager's Instagram story. I was like, what the fuck? I looked it up. I was like, that sounds kind of, sounds like, sounds like something we'd talk about on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay. And it has, it's good reviews and stuff. So it has to be good. It has to be good. It has to Mark's be manager has approved this film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He approved it. Uh, he knows the stuff. So mm-hmm. let's do it. We'll do that. And we'll, we'll continue on with our Rocky franchise. Yes. Next week. Rocky 2. Rocky 2. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> I think that's the official title. Owns Revenge. <laughs> Talk bye. to you. Bye. Bye-bye.